I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The one more thing, King. The quarantine queen. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Did you call me the quarantine queen? Yeah, that's the second time I've called um, you that. The first time you didn't say anything, so I just figured it was okay. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on it. It was like well, weeks ago. So do we want to talk about Animal Crossing? No, I'm, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> People, how many... I do wonder, we've been doing this pod for three years, three, three years. Yeah. Um, or did we just pass the three year mark? I oh, guess? we're about, we're just about to May 31st was our, our first podcast we ever did together. Okay. So uh, about to pass the three year mark, pushing 800 episodes at, uh, probably later on this year, a few months. Yeah. I wonder if somebody went back and tracked like all the trends that we had of like random things that we talked about, like Chelsea and our whole fandom. It's a Game of Thrones stuff, Animal Crossing right now (laughs) of of the past three years. I I just wonder what that list would look like. And I guarantee I would look at it and be like, no way. I forgot we talked about that for two weeks or (laughs) whatever it was. And everybody gets salty about whatever. Does Avatar count? That's like a three year thing. Holy crap, Avatar. I guess so. It's not a trend. I guess if you just did a list of like inside jokes for Locked On Mavericks, that would... uh Raccoon Squad. Yeah. That that would be a cool Satnam Shame. List. That's definitely one of our inside jokes. Yeah, that's for sure. Man, yeah. The rest of them are too subtle to, to explicitly say. <laughs> this means we have to push back Mavs Academy Awards to wow. later on... If everything goes as planned with this whole thing, or whatever goes as planned, whatever the plan they land on uh, for NBA coming back, if it does happen, then we can't have the Mavs Academy Awards before that. So no, no, it has to be after the season. So that that gets pushed back too. So yeah, November. That's just the way it's going to work. Uh, we'll have to see if the Majestic. We'll yeah. have to social distance at the Majestic. We'll probably s- we'll have to check on the Majestic. All right, on today's show, we are going to break down couple more things talk about some stuff that's been you know floated around we've been talking about the nba returning that's just kind of what's on everyone's mind right now and so we'll talk about that with the uh you know scope or the vision of the mavericks and how it would affect the mavericks a lot of people are talking about a um you know playing tournament and how that would affect the mavericks so we're going to continue to talk about that we'll talk about the idea from adrian warjanowski the 20 team with just the four 20 teams are in some sort of playoff with four teams in the west uh the bubble teams being in some kind of play-in and then playing the grizzlies for the eighth seed something like that we'll talk about that and then rick carlisle was actually on an, a podcast for the athletic and then david aldridge wrote an article up about it and uh, we're going to talk some some stuff about that it was some some pretty interesting stuff came out of it so uh, but before we get to that isaac harris today's podcast is brought to you by built bar built bar is a protein bar it tastes like a candy bar go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on you'll get ten dollars off your first order with that promo code and you get five dollars off for any box that you buy from now until may 31st so it's a memorial day deal you can use the promo code locked on with the ten dollars to get fifteen dollars off but we'll talk about that later all right isaac the mavericks uh, are opening up oh, all right. their practice facility 
Yeah. Well, I was going to, yeah, I was just going to mention that really quick at the top that, um, yeah, the Mavericks and Mark Cuban, you know, were very vocal about this over the past month or so about uh, when they were going to open up and waiting on this when adequate testing uh, was going to get here and not opening until we had that, basically. And uh, they were one of the, I think, you know, remaining 10 teams, I think, that had not opened yet. Uh, Mark Stein tweeted out a list today of the remaining teams, which is only like six or seven uh, that have not opened yet. And honestly, I was looking at the list. I'm like, okay. I wonder how many of these teams are like bad teams because and so one one of the teams on that list Stein tweeted out was the Warriors and I'm like well, okay in most of these scenarios he probably the Warriors probably aren't going to come back unless it's all 30 teams so well San Francisco has been locked down like real locked down for, for a little while so they're, they're a little bit more stringent there in California but here there's actually six teams right now with the, that are still locked out uh the Knicks LOL. The Wizards, the Pistons, the Warriors, the Spurs, which is kind of an interesting one, and then the Celtics. So the Celtics kind of the only team that's good in that group. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's good. I was thinking the Spurs if the bubble thing, but um, but yeah, yeah, Mavericks made it uh, official today with official press release and you know going through all the guidelines as far as that they will have to do to open this thing. It's voluntary, so no nobody's required to be in there. They're still not having you know staff and everybody there uh, at all. So this is just a voluntary thing that players can come in on an individual basis and practice now at the facility opening up uh, today as you listen to this on uh, May 28th. It's the very lowest level of something that could be opened up but it's a, a step in a direction I guess. Um, yep. Man, here in Florida, which everyone I live in, uh, in Florida and there are things that are opened up now and people are just going back and living life like normal. I mean, they're they're there's this place called St. Augustine where it has this like historic downtown and it has all these shops and stuff. And there's just people gathering in big groups and they just don't care. <laughs> so, um, man, it's, it's interesting to see how careful certain organizations are taking things like this, like the NBA and then how pe- you know people in the public are reacting to this. Uh, it's been fascinating to see the reaction. Uh, and yeah, we'll <laughs> find out which side of it is either taking too many precautions or being too cavalier about it. Anyway, so we wanted to mention that, that the Mavericks have opened their practice facility. Um, and let's get to this idea of uh, 20 teams and um, with, a, with a, you know, some kind of playing tournament with just the Western Conference. So we're kind of leaving out the Eastern Conference with this. I guess yeah. you, could, you could pull this off of the Eastern Conference, but let's talk about the West first. Yeah, so we've talked about this playing tourney kind of the past few days, really, of just ideas that's been thrown out there from group stage to playoff plus to what Cuban uh, threw out there uh, through Tim McMahon on ESPN. We talked about that on yesterday's pod. You can go and listen to that. Uh, but if they have a playing tournament, there, this is one of the only avenues that I would actually be on board with. I'm kind of anti-play, you know, playoff plus and all that stuff. Uh, it's a little participation trophyish for me. But if it goes in, if their mindset is they they look at this and they look at the standings for the East and the West and they look at the West teams and the thing that they're hearing from these West teams is, hey, this is unfair that we're three games back and we had regular season games and we could have we could have reached Memphis, you know, if they're Portland or New Orleans or Sacramento or San Antonio, they're all you know right there of only a handful of games back. We could have reached them. There's even, you know, 
analytical data that shows that Memphis had the hardest remaining schedule too on top of that. I think the percentages of that uh, favorite actually New Orleans in making the playoffs over yeah. them. So you hear the case from those teams saying if we're, we're going to get robbed of those, uh, of those games to make up that ground. But the East is a whole different like ball game because the drop off from eight to nine, the Magic are thirty and thirty five. The Wizards are twenty four and forty. I mean that's a that's a big they're five and a half games back. Yeah, so no need to do that. Nobody's complaining over there. Wizards will probably just take their lottery pick and just say screw that. So. Then it goes to the West, and in my mind, I've been thinking, I'm like, well, how could they bring teams but not be for the East too, and all this stuff? And Woj, you know, tw- tweeting out today about the 20 team. If they don't do the 30 teams all in Orlando, which I've all I've said for the past two weeks, I don't see a way that they bring 30 teams to Orlando. But bringing 20 teams, the 16 teams that are locked into the playoffs, and then the four Western Conference teams in the bubble. Or in the bubble, on the playoff bubble there of the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, and Spurs. Could they have some type of playoff or some type of play-in tournament to determine that? Now, Woj did not say it was just for the eighth seed in his tweet. And that's why I quote tweeted, I'm like, dang it, I'm going to be beyond pissed <laughs> if they make this a, here's four teams and they're going to fight, you know, or here's four teams plus the Mavericks and Grizzlies and they're going to fight for two seeds. Because that's just stupid. Because if we're going to give a team like the Spurs, who have 27 wins, a chance to win a couple of games to jump five spots up in the standings and be the seventh seed, then why can't, why can't the they- Mavericks? have some games to have the opportunity to win a few games and move five spot up five spots up the standing why can't the Mavericks go up if they have the possibility to go down that's the thing that makes me mad if they're included in this the Spurs are 11 games behind the Mavericks in the standings 11, 11 coming up let's get into more of this let's talk about this idea talk about what it means for the Mavericks how the Mavericks could kind of skate by from this and maybe not be included in it and then how it would affect the other teams and who we would pick let's go ahead and do some kind of tournament and talk about the individual matchups in that so coming up let's get into that but before we do Isaac Harris uh, you need some more built bars don't you yeah, I'm about to make an order. I'm about to take up this uh, promo code for this Memorial Day sale and uh, order me another box. What box are you going? What flavor are you going with? Oh man, brownie! Y'all know I, I, that's I the one. This, that's the, I that's the one you stand every time. Yeah, I, it was a it was a good breakfast, and uh, I enjoy it. So I'm about to make another uh, purchase. The mint, I bet, like wakes you up a little bit too. I, I didn't eat mine yeah. when I had the mint one. I didn't eat it in the morning, but I bet it kind of wakes you up too. That just that mint smell. They they say that if you're you're feeling groggy, you're tired, you put uh, what is that essential oils? You put mint under your nose, and it keeps you awake, keeps your mind right. Yeah, and I bet the built bar works the same way, right? It probably you don't same wipe way. it under your nose. You eat it, but I, I don't do that. I don't put it in the fridge either. <laughs> you don't put it in the fridge. You should try put it in the fridge. I thought it was good. <laughs> anyway, uh, Built Bar right now. Like Isaac said, he's going to take part in this. They have a Memorial Day sale right now. You get five dollars off any box of built of built bars right now. But if you're doing it for the first time, you can use the promo code Lockdown. Get ten dollars off your first order. Built bars. We talked about them so much. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Sixteen amazing flavors plus. Four extra Memorial Day flavors, blueberry lemon, coconut pecan pie, uh, pineapple upside down cake, peanut butter, banana uh, are all the different flavors there. 
that are new for Memorial Day. Then they have all the other 16 other great flavors. 100% chocolate on the outside. Soft, easy to chew. You can put them in the fridge. You can keep them you know, outside of the fridge as well. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber as well. All the stuff that you want in a protein bar. Isaac's been using them as a breakfast substitute. Uh, I've been using them as like a between, like I, I don't really eat lunch. So like a between breakfast and dinner kind of, uh, you know, snack in between there. It's whenever you need them after a workout, whenever go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, you get $10 off your first order. You'll also get uh, $5 off any box right now through May 31st. And you can get $15 off right now. If you use the promo code locked on, if you're doing it for the first time, promo code locked on builtbar.com. All right, Isaac Harris. So this tournament style, so a playing tournament with just the Western Conference team. So there's this group of four teams that's all kind. They're all kind of within basically a half game of each other. Um, the Blazers, the the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and then the uh, the Suns are kind of out of that. So it'd just be the Blazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, and the Spurs. Those four teams are so close right now that um, they. Well, just talking about doing some kind of playing tournament with them where they all play kind of round robin or they do some kind of elimination tournament. And then the winner of that gets to play Memphis. And then Memphis is the one that plays the winner of all that to see if they, you know, win and, and like keep, the, se- keep yeah. the eighth seed. You you could do like a series format for that one to, to yeah. because Memphis has a what two and a half game or three three and a half game up uh, up on the Blazers in this so let's say they did bring the Blazers Pelicans Kings and Spurs to Orlando and said hey we're gonna do single elimination tournament of y'all you know, y'all four teams so Blazers and Spurs Pelicans Kings winner of those two games play each other winner of of that four team bracket will then face the Grizzlies in like a best of three something like that and that's like our and that will be the a seed the winner of that series whatever it is will be the a seed in the playoffs and that that's the closest thing to a playoff plus or a like a play-in tournament that I would be down for, but it's just this year that I'm down for it because of the unique situation of not giving those teams a chance to make the playoffs, and then it's we're just dealing with one seed here. Yeah, and the fact that they're so close. Like in the Eastern Conference, yeah. you couldn't get away with something like this. Uh, like no. Isaac said, so Brooklyn and Orlando both have 30 wins. Uh, Brooklyn has 34 losses. Orlando has 35 losses. And then the next closest team, the ninth seed in the East, is Washington. They're 24 and 40. They're five and a half games behind Orlando. That's that's a huge gap between there. You couldn't make yeah. uh, the same. I mean, if, you, if you're going to do a playing tournament, you might as well do Washington through Atlanta, right? And <laughs> do something with all six of those teams because they're just all so close. They're all within four wins of each other, which is just nuts. Yeah. And so at that point, it's just not fair. So uh, it seems a little arbitrary. It seems like, oh, we're just picking the teams that are close. Uh, that kind of had a, a you know a chance, and then even like the Spurs have twenty seven wins, the Wizards have twenty four wins, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it seems it's, it all seems kind of arbitrary Can at I, that point. But since they're so close, I feel like this would be a fun way. And the whole reason why they're doing a play in tournament is because, like Isaac said, these teams would have had a chance to get closer and to potentially get a playoff seat. But we also have to, we also have to get some more games in in order to fulfill some of these TV rights, play you know play some more games as long as it's safe and as long as they're you know making it work you need to put some kind of other product out there i feel like uh to make it just a little bit more interesting could also say this if they're gonna do it for eight through 12 like we just talked about because of how close they are in the standings 
should the same thing should the same opportunity be given for four through seven of saying because oh, the playing whole pr- tournament for them too and not just not a playing tournament but a, like a, a seating tournament to where like the purpose of the eight through 12 play tournament is because hey you're missing out on regular season games that could up your place in the standings well theoretically the mavericks rockets thunder jazz they're missing out on those games too and they're all really close so like the clippers are five and a half back from the lakers no that's too far too much of a if they looked at seating they say all right how far if it's a two game or less difference could they have some type of playing thing so could they take jazz versus mavericks thunder versus rockets and say hey we're gonna do this like one game or best of three series to determine the seedings of four five six and seven since we're giving the other teams beneath them the chance to move up in the stands why can't we give four through seven it's an interesting idea especially since um yeah they would have had those games and you're giving the other teams you know some you know some ability to do that also you wonder if uh, these teams that are going to play some of these playing games. If they're going to be more ready to play in the you yeah. know the actual playoff games because they are actually playing in real life games. For sure. I mean, you look at that the playing tournament. We're going back to just the original thought here of those nine through twelve teams coming and then playing you know Memphis. Let's just say a team like Portland gets hot. I mean, it's Damian Lillard, it's McCollum, yeah. and those guys. Nurkic, Nurkic come is back. back. Yes. So let's say they get hot. They win two games in that playing tournament thing. They've won two in a row. They're going into a series with Memphis, and it's like that's a younger team. Like I think I would put my money on Portland in yeah. that best of well, three only series. Three, they're only three wins different. It's not you know. Yeah. So like I mean, they're I would, you know Portland's not going to beat the Lakers, but if you're the Lakers, I don't think you're like. You're not thrilled about it. Like, if, if Portland's coming out and saying, they're not, like, worried because it's LeBron, AD, all that yeah. stuff. But they're not, like, thrilled about playing a Portland team that's won four of their last five games that <laughs> they've been playing down there in Orlando and, like, high-intensity games, whatever. I, I wouldn't say they're, they're thrilled about it in that scenario. So, yeah, I could definitely see that a team like that getting motiv- momentum. It'd be, be fascinating to watch. And I, I just want any kind of playing tournament because I do want to see some of these – you know, lower level West teams get to to face off and get you know highlighted and get um, some spotlight there. Let's say and we know what Zion would do for for ratings in this. Too. Oh, for sure. And <laughs> if they did the you know uh, Zach Lowe's idea where you take the West team, one of the West teams, and put them over in the East if they win this playing tournament between you know the seven and eight in the East and then eight nine, I'm not in favor, of ten this. eleven, whatever in the West. If you throw Zion versus Giannis in the first round, heck yeah. Bucks are like, we fought for home court advantage in this one seed to face the freaking Magic, not Zion and the Pelicans. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, but let's say that they do the 9, 10, 11, 12, this, this plan idea. Is it Portland and everyone else? I mean, I think it's Portland versus Pelicans. It's one of those. If they do 9 versus 12, I think we would all pick Portland to beat the Spurs. And then um, Pelicans versus Kings, I mean... Harrison Barnes wants to shave, so that might be more motivation. <laughs> has he shaved yet? Do we no, know? he's not. Have he's we confirmed not. if Harrison Barnes has shaved yet? He has not shaved yet. Um, I'm going to his Instagram. But, I mean, everybody would be tuned in for that Blazers-Pelicans game, though. That would be fun. Winner of that game gets to face Memphis, and then whoever, I mean, 
Yeah, if one of those teams gets to play Memphis in a three-game series, that would be, I mean, so much fun to determine the AC. Now, whoever's going to, you know, wins that's going to get swept by, you know, the Lakers probably. But we would get Ja versus Zion in a three-game series. That would be fun. Or we would get Damian Lillard versus Ja Morant. Like that would be a ton of fun too. So uh, that would be if it's just determining the AC in that one spot. And because of how close they are in the standings, that would be a lot of fun to watch. I agree. Plus, isn't that giving Memphis some more playoff experience? If if they if they let's even say they don't win, right? You're getting you're getting at least some playoff ex, playoff experience against a team that you rel, that you can kind of beat, right? Would you rather do that or just get swept by the Lakers in four games? <laughs> True. Like the the amount of coachable time right in a, in a playoff situation would be better playing against a Portland than a Lakers yeah for development so. purposes if you're so you're talking about a young team you're like this is all about getting Jaron Jackson Jr. John Morant Dylan Brooks like it's all about getting those guys playoff experience in situations in games that matter like that, a, a five game series against Portland or a three game series against Portland feel like would be more beneficial than just getting swept by the Lakers or you could get I both get, uh, Unless you just unless you took the route like we were talking with the Clippers and Mavs of saying, all right, Luca's first playoff experience is against Kawhi and the best defenders in the game, and yeah. it's like that sets the tone of, dang, this is playoff basketball. This is what it's so, like. But uh, yeah, yeah, you could take it either way. All right, coming up, let's talk a little bit more about this, and then let's get into some of the comments that Carlisle had when he was talking to the Athletic. All right, Isaac. Let's talk a little bit more about this. So I love your idea about a seeding tournament. I don't think this is and no, but I don't think anyone's talking about this. But since we brought up the idea of these bottom level West teams getting uh, some kind of tournament to give them an ability to get into the playoffs, why not do that for seeding as well? Uh, and then also have that as the uh, the way that these teams kind of warm up these regular season quote unquote games that they're going to play. And I listened to all of Woj and Lowe the other day. So they did a home and home basically with their podcast where Adrian Wojnarowski and Zach Lowe talked about all this stuff and what they're hearing and stuff. And the idea is that 16 teams are going to Orlando. The 16 teams in the playoffs are going to Orlando. There's just no, there's no going back on that. Now you're not doing anything different, but the extra teams that you bring, you know, how many more teams basically can, can the NBA convince to come to Orlando to play some games, to try and fill out this, you know, to finish this TV contract, all that stuff. How much more, how many more teams can they get? Uh, and if you could just get four more teams to do this kind of play in tournament, then why not get, you know, so, so this is the idea. So you do play in tournament with the bottom West teams that you can get. And then the other teams have to play games somewhere, right? They're, they're going to have to warm up in some way. And so why not have seeding tournaments where maybe it's just like the top four in the West and the, you know, the, or the top three in the West and then the next three in the West or whatever. Like, why don't you, why, they could do something like that or do it. Like, like Isaac said, an arbitrary grouping with, you know, how many games are there close by, you know, like to Utah, yeah. OKC, Houston and Dallas. Yeah, I feel like you'd have to look at it and be like, all right, well, we're looking at these bubble teams and they are, what'd you say, a half game or a game from each other and then facing the Grizzlies, you know, they're three games. I feel feel like you could look at the seating and be like, all right, what is, are there any pairings or any seating things that are a game apart? So really in this scenario, I mean, the Jazz are, what, two and a half games up on the Mavericks? So ultimately you could, but they're a game up on... Thund- the Thunder and the Rockets, I think, right? 
Yes, yeah, the are. Thunder and the Rockets have the same record. The Jazz are one game better than both those teams, and then the the Thunder and Rockets are uh, you know, what is it a game and a half better than the the Mavericks? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, like, so it's all even, so close right there. But even if they if they didn't do two games apart, let's just say they did like one game apart. All right, what teams are one game apart in standings, and let's have them play some type some of thing. Round so that would be. Thing. Yeah, that would be like the Jazz, Thunder, and Rockets right there together. They're a game apart from each other. And if you did like Thunder versus Rockets, one game, winner of that game plays the Jazz, and it's and then bam, you're seeding four through four through six. You look at the East. There's really not that big of a discrepancy in the East because the Bucks are clear out. Raptors are three games up on the Celtics. The Celtics are basically three up on Miami. So like the difference in that is Pacers and Sixers. They're at they're the identical record right now, so they could do some type of seeding thing to where they could play each other right. and say, "Hey, the winner of that gets the fifth seed." And Miami's and only the same two, thing. Miami's only two games ahead of them. Yeah, so if you expanded it to two games and said, "All right, what what teams are two games apart?" and then make them in some round robbing round robin seeding thing. Yeah, I mean that could add to some fun funness. Yeah, two games. If you do two games and maybe. There's a little bit of a stretch, but Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, right there. So the Clippers are a game and a half above the the Nuggets, and then the Nuggets are a game and a half above Utah. So that's three games between the Clippers and the the Jazz. Like you can do a round robin between those three to figure out seeding, then do a round robin from from the Thunder, the Rockets, and the Mavericks to figure out that seeding, right? Like you could do that, and then Miami, yeah. the Pacers, and the Sixers. That those are your your, your three extra tournaments plus the West playing tournament. Boom. We just fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's what we should do. And you'll have and those are those will be playoff type games where you're fighting for your right to get a higher seed to get you know whatever advantage that you think it gets. Yeah, which would be, be weird in the OKC uh, the OKC Rockets Mavericks thing because you could have a scenario where you're basically fighting to play one of the other teams in that group again <laughs> because they're five six. Oh no, well, no 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 never mind, four, never five. mind. Before five. Uh that would yeah. happen if the Jazz were in there, yeah. With the but. Miami Pacers Philly, that grouping, you're basically you're basically playing to play one of those other teams again if you get the four five. That's true. Which would That's be true. wild. You could have you could we could basically we would have we could have like ten games between the Pacers and Sixers. <laughs> I'd be down. I'm down for any basketball. You do the seeding tournament and then you do the actual playoffs. That'd be wild. Yeah. There you go. Seeding tournament. You Interesting idea. <laughs> Interesting idea. Um, you, you want to talk about Rick Carlisle and David Aldridge? Yeah, so Rick Carlisle jumped on an athletic podcast. It, it's a podcast from The Athletic, not an athletic. Yeah, one. so I, he didn't really <laughs> talk to David Aldridge, I guess. It was more of him on the Hoops Adjacent thing. David Aldridge roast, wrote about it. Um, roasted him. <laughs> that's it, roasted it. Wrote about it on The Athletic, and... There was just bits and pieces from it that I, I liked, and one of the things that stood out from it from the very beginning, uh, he talked about a plethora of topics and his, his time in the Last Dance documentary and uh, just Mavericks right now during all of this. But he said recently that he had two people uh, address the team via video conference call, Zoom or whatever, and one of them was Terry Francona, and the other was Phil Jackson. The Zen master himself. Phil Jackson. Let's go. 
I just want to see the Phil Jackson Luka Doncic interaction. I mean, it's on Zoom, so I don't think it would be. I don't know if they had individual react individual conversations, but what does what does Phil Jackson tell the Mavericks? And what does I, I want to know what Kristaps Porzingis takes away from that? Because you know he's he's like oh, trying yeah. to take everything that Phil Jackson's saying and and apply it to his life. Who got that to happen? KP or because of his ties with the the Knicks? <laughs> <laughs> Phil was oh. the one that said to draft him, I guess. <laughs> um. Or Rick. I'm assuming Rick. But if if the players got a chance to ask Phil questions and you were one of the players, what would be a question you would ask Phil Jackson? Dang. Uh, it depends on what type of player I am, I guess. Because if you're a role player, you're asking a different pl- different question than a star player. Right? You'd be like, I guess the question I'd be is, what, what are the... What are the through lines or what are the similarities that you saw between Michael Jordan and Kobe's like Kobe, work ethic yeah. or approach in practice, you know, or something like that? If I was a player. Yeah. What's the stupidest thing Robin did <laughs> that we don't know? Um, please explain. Can you can you explain to Rick Carlisle how it would be beneficial for us to take a week off and go to Vegas once a year? <laughs> Jalen Brunson. So tell me how Steve Kerr succeeded alongside superstars. <laughs> uh, Do honestly, I have I think, to get punched in the face to get respect from a star player? <laughs> Who's punching it? Well, never mind. Um, I think I would ask him something about leadership because one of the things I always admired from Phil and even watching that Last Dance documentary was just how, as a leader, he brought the team together and all of these different personalities and all of the things off the court. And he just found a way to unify them on a basketball court. And not every coach, not every boss, like in real life, not every, you know, not everybody has that ability to bring people together to achieve something bigger than your individual selves. Except you, David Locke. Except you, David Locke. <laughs> if you're listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Daily listener. And uh, so anyway, I think I would ask him something about that because, I, yeah, I came out of the documentary admiring him even more for that. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, Terry Francona, the other one. Uh, okay, I'm very wrong about baseball frequently, but Terry Francona, didn't he win with the the Red Sox? Yeah, yeah. And then he coached the Indians for a bit. <laughs> and then he won with the Cubs, right? No, 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 no. Was that different? He didn't coach the Cubs. Okay. Baseball um, people are yelling at us right yeah, now. Like, how would you? How would you not know that? No. Okay. He went. He went Red Sox to Indians. So he won. I think he's still with the Indians. Yeah. Yeah. He's still with them. Uh, also, on, on his Wikipedia, it says as a manager and then as a coach. Like, what? Come on, guys. <laughs> also. <laughs> Manager of Michael Jordan. As a coach, as a manager. Those are different things, minor. apparently, in, in baseball. Uh, that that would be interesting. Terry Francona, talk about you know leadership with him and winning and titles. and uh, Yeah, he won two World Series with the, the Red Sox, 04 and 07. Oh, I didn't, know he really, I didn't realize he won two. Also, he won a Golden Spikes Award in 1980 as a player. I don't even know what that is. I think it's like the best base runner. Oh, cool. Ricky Anderson no, Award? No, it's not. Bestowed annually to the best amateur baseball player in the United States. Oh, okay. Um, some, something else <laughs> in this. what uh, happens when I try to talk about baseball. <laughs> something else in this, Carlisle. That's why I have uh, Josh Dack. There you go. Josh, the knower of all things baseball. He does. Carlisle talked about the obsession of winning coming out of that Last Dance documentary. And 
I'm just going to say, he said, this is what Carlos said. He doesn't talk about it in the series that much about legacy, but during that era, the dominant teams and the dominant players of that era, Bird, Magic, Isaiah, and ultimately Michael, these guys knew that their ultimate legacy was going to be about the number of rings. And that's something that I think is such a great message to today's players. Because back in those days, as Carlisle continuing to talk, you didn't have social media. You didn't have a lot of the distractions. You didn't have the same amount of money that's being thrown around. The, the shoe deals some of the big players had had them now there's so there's just so much more money and so so much else going on you can't you can find other things to do than obsess about winning a championship ring or winning two in, in a row or three in a row or six of eight and I know some people is going to look at that and be like oh that's old man get off my lawn type thing of like oh here's the old era they they wanted it more but I think I think there is something behind that of back then and it kind of goes to when I say just because somebody didn't this is one of my biggest pet peeves I always say this about when people look at players from the 80s 70s 60s however far you want to go back and be like well they didn't shoot threes well I'm like okay well just because they didn't shoot threes doesn't mean they couldn't shoot threes like put Jordan in today's game the dude would be shooting threes all of the time so yeah but why didn't he Isaac but this is one of those things to where if we had social media back then you guarantee it these people are going to be happen be on social media back then so i i get what he's saying i don't think it's really a shot at the people at the players of today's game i think it's just the the era and everything it's like i don't even think it's a personal thing to the players it's just these are what these players have around them and available to them now and back then they didn't have all that stuff so the main goal was just winning so i think it's a, a fascinating quote we should have done a whole segment on this, but you, can, have, yeah. you can say this quote about literally anything in life right now compared to 20, 30 years ago. You can say, mm-hmm. you can say 20, 30 years ago, people were more, you know, people were more obsessed with their jobs and that they were more locked into their jobs and more focused on their jobs and not worried about all this stuff because we have a window into literally everyone's life. And you can see what they're doing on a daily basis. You can tell when, you know, we're out at, you know, Disney Springs or you can tell we're out on a boat or you can tell when I'm playing video games. Like literally the game Isaac and I are playing Animal Crossing. It tells me every single time Isaac comes online, like, you know, we have, I have that window into his world to know when he's playing that game. And just because we see more of what players are doing doesn't mean that players aren't as obsessed with winning. Doesn't mean that players are more distracted now than they were back then. We just talked about Dennis Rodman literally left twice in the middle of the season. Once yeah. to go play, you know, what well, was the WWE and the other one was just to go to Vegas to hang out. I mean, talk about distracted there, but he came back and he was focused, right? And so why can't players now be distracted by certain things like, you know, Carl Anthony Towns does Twitch. Devin Booker does Twitch. Justin Jackson does Twitch. Like a bunch of these guys, they play video games. Uh, and then when they get on the floor, they, you know, they, they play well uh, for the most part, most of them. <laughs> I just think that we see more about what players are doing now. And maybe Carlisle speaking from experience with the players that he's talked to and he's ahead of the coaches association. Maybe he talks to his coaches about that. Uh, and has more. No- he definitely has more knowledge on this than me. But I wonder how much of it is because of our ability to see now more of what people do and to see social media. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, we get an inside look at players now than we never did decades ago. I do think there is something to it that players 
they do have more now. Like it's just, yeah. that, I think that is just similar. Like there is more money floating around in today's game. They do have the craziest of cars. There is more things that they can buy with their money and crazier vacations they can go on. And these things that, I, yeah, I don't want to go down the whole route of kind of like, kind of like what LeBron pulled after one of the, was it the Mavericks finals that he lost that he pulled at on the the podium when he's like, yeah, you know, it's all those people getting mad at me out there. I, I mean, I got money and he pulled the, I got, <laughs> money card and i'm gonna do my thing they and, switch you know, their, they, just, they, they just are gonna go back to their sucky life and he say something yeah like basically that. what he's saying and but honestly i think that's one of those things where like a lot of players can tell themselves that some in today's game of like hey like i know i lost this game and i'm not taking anything away from them but they have a, a, maybe more to hang their hat on at the end of the day i'm like man look at all this cool things i have in my life and i can do and blah 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 when back then what carlos talking about it might not have been that way of like all right well I'm hanging my hat on this and that, but winning might, I don't know. It's wherever you want to stand. I just thought it was a fascinating quote. I'm not even saying I agree with it or not. I just thought it was a fascinating quote from Rick. It is. We can talk about so many other so many other ways on this. But today, if you guys are listening on Thursday, we're doing a game pod on Hot Mic. So join us on the live streaming platform of Hot Mic. And uh, we're going to do a game pod. So come hang out with us. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.